This is episode 463 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Do You Have a Family Communications Plan? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible Books was one of the inspirations for this podcast. I purposely don't add bumper music to the podcast because I want it to feel more like an audiobook that just starts and really provides value to you, the listener. Now, I love to learn and grow through audiobooks, and Audible makes that very easy. Now, if you are not a member of Audible, you can join for free for 30 days and start your Audible journey with two free audiobooks. The great thing about Audible is that you can cancel at any time, and you can keep the books that you have downloaded. So for more information, click the link in the show notes or go to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash audible. All right, guys, this is a fun one. Well, I'm going to say fun. It's going to be fun for me because I want to give you something that I haven't given away in a long, long time. And so the the article is entitled Family Communications Plan. Uh, definitely, I want to read it. It's from timgamble.com. Uh, it's good information. I think it's important information. Of course, it's to the point now. I know I always say that, but it's like really all the all the articles that I share on the podcast, I feel are very important. And uh, I hope that you feel that they are providing value. But when I was getting prepared for this one, I was like, I remembered back, I created a freebie years ago for Ed That Matters. And it was a free family communication plan uh, PDF. And it was printable so you could click into it and you can you could type into it so you could type in names and phone numbers and then you could download it and so you would have a good working copy and it would keep all those numbers and so if you ever needed to update it you could click into it again and then just you know re-download it or save it or I mean it's actually it's saved on your on your computer and so it just continues to work that way and uh, so I think it's very valuable. It lays it out really nice and neat for you so it's not scribbling. You can print out multiple copies, give them to your kids. You can send them you know, digitally and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I'm going to link to that in the show notes. And so I hope you enjoy that and uh, I hope it's valuable for you. But let's go ahead and jump into this article. I think it's very important uh, that every family has a communication plan. So if you are listening and you are new to preparedness, This is something you can do for free, something you can do right now, something you need to be thinking about. So again, coming to us from timgamble.com, do you have a family communications plan? Do you have a family communications plan? More than just an address book or contact list with phone numbers, a communications plan lets everyone know how and when to get in touch with each other and what to do if they cannot. After all, a disaster is unlikely to happen at a convenient and predictable time when everyone is together. Also, phones and internet may be down during and even after a disaster. The situation will be chaotic and confused. A communications plan should not only be about two-way communications between family and group members, but is also about listening, gathering news and information about what is going on around you. It is a good idea to review situational awareness and the OODA loop, 
when developing a communications plan. And there's a link for that. Communications plan can be quite detailed and extensive, too detailed and extensive to completely cover in a simple article. My goal with this article is to encourage folks to develop a communications plan if you don't already have one and to cover the basics for those just getting started. A more advanced exploration of communication plans can be found in the book Personal Emergen Emergency Communications by Andrew Bayes. And there's a link for that. Now, do you have an up-to-date list of family, friends, and other contacts? People move, phone numbers change, and emails change even more often. That list you put together five years ago is unlikely to still be current. Now, who should be on your contact list? Everyone who you might need to contact at some point. A partial list could be family, immediate and extended, friends, neighbors, group members, church members, employers, your kid's school, your mechanic, the tow service you use, electricians, plumbers, and other repair services, your water, power, and gas companies, your bank and insurance companies, local hospitals, your doctor, dentist, eye doctor, veterinarian, pharmacy, poison control center, and other emergency services. Now keep a paper master list of all contact information in your home and in your bug out bag and maybe at your office or in a safe deposit box. Keep electronic copies of the complete master list on your computer and smartphone, iPad, USB key, and other electronics too. All family members should know where these master lists are. Individual family members should also have paper copies of contact information relevant to them. Your eight-year-old probably doesn't need your plumber's phone number, but probably should have grandma's and Aunt Ida's phone numbers, as well as your cell phone number and work number. Now, do your kids know how to call 911? And when they should? When they do, do they know their full name, their parents' full names, and their address and home phone number? My mother taught early elementary school for years and says she was constantly surprised by the number of kids she had that didn't know this basic information. Now, make sure your kids know what to do if they can't get in touch with you. After trying your home and cell phone numbers, maybe they should try to reach you at work, or maybe try grandma, then Aunt Ida, or maybe a neighbor or even your pastor. It depends on your own situation. Think this through now and make sure your kids know. Maybe give them a prioritized list of numbers to call. Try first you, then second, then third, and so forth. Should kids have cell phones? Well, this is up to you, and there are both positives and negatives to kids having cell phones. It depends on your circumstances, concerns, and the maturity level of your kids. I personally see no reason for a young kid to have a smartphone, but a basic cell phone may be a good idea. This is especially true as they grow older and start to take part in various non-school and after-school activities without you. Remember, you have a right and a duty to monitor their cell phone activities and to place limits on the use of the cell phone. I know one parent who does not allow her kid to have their cell phones in their rooms at night. This is okay. What about setting up a phone tree? Many churches have these, sometimes called prayer trees, in which prayer requests and other information can be spread quickly to all church members. Basically, person A calls two predetermined people who each in turn call two predetermined people. Those four people each call two people and so forth 
until the entire church is notified. Phone trees can be set up not just for churches, but for survival groups, extended families, neighborhoods, businesses, and schools. Each could have their own set of rules for when and why the phone tree is to be activated. So do you have a plan for when the phones aren't working? This gets a bit tricky. Phone calls, text messages, and social media are easy ways to communicate. But what happens when the phones and internet aren't working? Remember, on 9-11, the cell phone system was overwhelmed and most calls didn't get through. Note, text messaging is less likely to be overwhelmed and may be working even when voice calls aren't. Perhaps two-way radios or even CB radios can help facilitate communications during grid-down situations. Figure this out and get the necessary equipment and knowledge for your family or group now so you'll be ready when you need it. Now, what about messages that have to be delivered in person? Figure out how your family and group might do this and when. Who will deliver messages and to whom? Having a code phrase might help verify the authenticity of the message. Make it something simple and silly so that even kids can remember it, like purple elephants or unicorn hamburgers. This way, they can verify that the message is from you when a neighbor or weird cousin Eddie from out of state suddenly shows up claiming you sent them. Written messages should also contain this code phrase. Now, you may need to leave messages. Come up with protocols for this possibility and make sure everyone knows them. For example, the grid is down. You have to leave home unexpectedly for some reason. Leave a message in a predetermined place with the details of where you're going and when you might be back. That way, if someone shows up looking for you, they'll know where to look for the note. Another example, you show up at grandma's house. She's not home. Leave a note for her in a predetermined place. Maybe tape to the back door in case she comes home before you find her. The code phrase could be written on the note to verify its authenticity. Now, listening and gathering information is vital during an emergency. An emergency radio is a vital piece of equipment. You can get weather reports, school and business closings, road closings, local news, national news, and other important information. With emergency scanners, you can monitor police, fire, EMT, and other emergency and government bands. More advanced preppers might want to get into shortwave and ham radios. And so he talks a little bit here about the Cato KA500 emergency radio. Um, this is an excellent one, in my opinion. AM, FM, shortwave, NOAA, or weather alert bands, powered five ways by an electrical cord, a USB port, AA batteries, solar, and hand crank. Plus, it has a flashlight, a reading lamp, and a cell phone charger. All right, so that's that article. It's not very long, but a good one. A lot of thoughts here. I do have a lot of thoughts on it myself. And so uh, let me talk a little bit uh, about, you know, just family communication plans, some, some things maybe you can think, think about. So first of all, the text messages, I, I think it's very important. You know, some people always talk about, well, what if it's an EMP? Guys, we don't, we don't set up our lives you know, due to a possible EMP. And people have been talking about, you know, one of the guys at church who worked for Compact during Y2K, and I, I, this has come up because, uh, or this is coming up in my brain because it came up this Sunday. 
but uh, he he worked for white you know during for compact during y2k and uh, you know they were they were busy doing i mean there were some real issues there that they had to deal with i know for most of the public it was like a big like uh non-event but because a lot of people did do work behind the scenes that many people don't realize was was getting done but when we were talking about Y2K, we talked about all those people that prepared and, and stuff like that. And for me, that's pre-preparedness for me. But a lot of people, you know, some of you might even be listening and you did prepare during Y2K. And, you know, back then people were talking about it's going to be the end. You know, all the utilities are going to, you know, uh, poop out on us and, you know, computers and this and that. And, and we shouldn't be tied to the computers and Internet and uh, I guess we didn't learn any of our lessons back then, right? It's like even more so now. But if you know people were preparing back then, think about that. If you were preparing for a, a total collapse of the whole system, right? The poop was going to hit the fan. It was going to be the, the end of the world as we know it. Think about that. Y2K, that's 18 years ago, almost 19 years ago, right? And, and we're going into 2019 and the thing is, is that if you prepared your life, if you were so concerned about that, you would be living in that type of fear for, for 19 years. But anyway, so that's kind of there. So there are things that you can put in place now. And that, that's the whole reason I said all of that was you don't want to poo-poo the fact that there are great things that you can use, great tools now. So text messaging is very, is very powerful, right? And so I, I think that's something that you should think about. One of the things that, you know, we do is we just have our, you know, all our family on a group text and that makes it kind of easy to where you can just go to that one group text. You can send out one message and it's already there. So you're not typing everybody in or you're not sending five or six or seven different messages, uh, you know, so everybody is all in one big text and that's not anything new. But that's definitely something that, you know, you can do now. You can set it up. You know, I I know like my father-in-law sends you know, all the grandkids a, uh, uh, or, or all the all the kids, uh, you know, in, uh, a text message every day or every other day or something like that and just uh, keep in touch with them. And so that's one of the things that you can you can do and just to kind of keep that, um, you know, that line of communication open. The other thing about communication and especially a communication plan is when you're thinking about communications, you might want to have someone who is outside of your area. So for instance, if you have a family member who lives in another state or you have another family member who lives in, uh, you know, in another town, you know, pretty far away from you, you might be able to get text messages out. You just not might. So you might be in the same city, but the towers are completely, uh, you know, completely overwhelmed, like the article said, but you might be able to get uh, text messages out to family members that are in another state or in another location that can then text everybody back for you, right? So that might be a possibility. So it's always good to have some family member that is, you know, uh, not in your general location so that you can kind of send out to. Also, uh, WhatsApp is a, is a good one. So if you have apps on your phone, uh, for instance, I can text my, I have a family member who lives in another country I can text him and it's just like a regular text. And so it might be that possibility where that would go through where other things might not go through. So you have that possibility. I know there are some family members who have Facebook groups. 
And so just like we have the Prepper website Facebook group, it is a closed group. You have to say, hey, I want in and then I approve you or one of the moderators approves you to come on in. You can do a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group just for your family. And that's always good because you can share out things. You can you can talk about things that maybe you don't want to talk about in your Facebook stream. But you can, you know, uh, you have that. It's a closed group, a way of communication. So it's possible that maybe other people in in other other places, let's say there is a disaster and um, it's, you know, it's a localized disaster or a regional disaster. And you might be able to get to the Internet and you can post something like, hey, guys, I'm over here at, you know, I'm safe, blah, blah, blah. And then other people can see it and relate that type of information. So you're, you're, you have multiple ways of communicating that way. Of course, there's always email and, and those types of things. And so, you know, just multiple ways of being able to communicate. And so the trick is, is sitting down with your family and saying, okay, hey, these are the things that we're going to try. These are the things that we're going to do. So if we are ever in a situation and we are not together and we need to check up on each other, so, you know, check the Facebook group, check, try text messages, um, make sure that you can call or, or, or text, you know, aunt so-and-so in, in, in another state or in another country. And, you know, try email. You're trying all these different ways to be able to send communications. And you don't know, maybe one person is able to get through, you know, in, in one way and another person is able to gather that kind of information. And so, you know, you have all these different avenues where you can communicate with other people. I like the idea that he talked about, you know, having a, a place to meet up where so if you if your family members, if there is a, a crisis, right? So you're able to meet up at this one location. So we're going to meet here, you know, in our at this house or we're going to meet in the front, uh, you know, the front yard of this house or, or whatever. Right. And uh, if for whatever reason, um, it's not safe or you can't continue staying there or you've waited and you need to go ahead and move on to another location, then you can leave some type of message and, and knowing uh, where you're going to put that, letting people know uh, how that's going to be communicated. I like having that, you know, that special little code word there where people would know that, hey, this is an authentic uh, you know, communication in some way from a family member. You know, you have that. And so I think that's always that's always important there. And I think it's good to have uh, means to communicate. Now, if you have ham radio, if you have your ham radio license, even if you don't have your ham radio license in an emergency, you if you don't have a ham radio license, you can use your ham. You can use a ham radio. So there are some really cheap ones on the market and you can pre-program them and you can program them into you know, different frequencies like police frequencies and fire and, and all that type of stuff, even weather. So you'll have that. But then, you know, you might have a frequency where you can tell other people nearby, hey, we'll try to get on this frequency and communicate with each other. You know, the topic of cell phones with kids, that's going to be one, again, like he said here in the article, that you're going to have to uh, really discuss with your, you know, with your spouse and your, you know, and do all that kind of stuff and, and figure out what you want to do there. Um, I like the idea of not necessarily getting a smartphone, but a basic phone. Um, you know, we chose to give our kids, and this was before smartphones, but we chose to give them uh, a cell phone when they started into middle school because they were going to be away from us and just a way to be able to communicate. Different school districts, 
have different uh, rules on that. Some will allow you to have in different campuses, even in some school districts, they will allow you to have your phone on you. And even they're using that, you know, if it's a smartphone uh, during class and stuff like that, they allow that, allow them to use it to access different apps and stuff like that. Um, and others are very, very strict. Like, hey, you have to have these in your in your backpack and that's where they need to stay during the school day. And, you know, you have access to that. So, you know, it's something that you need to, to think about. But, you know, if if you can talk with your with your child about that and say, hey, let me walk you through why you why I'm getting you this basic cell phone or this cell phone and and how it's to be used and what are some of the limitations on that? You know, there's some good things uh, about cell phones like, you know, you can track where they are. And so if something happens to them or if they get lost, you can see where they're at. I mean, that can be a good thing and a bad thing, depending on how you see that. But, uh, you, you know, you have that ability. He talked a little bit about having phone numbers and all that kind of stuff. Definitely remember, I'm going to have that emergency uh, family emergency communication plan that you can download and you can plug all those numbers in, but you might want to do your own and maybe you might want yours to be a little bit more extensive. And so I think it's a great idea to have it and you save it somewhere so that you can print it off and you can leave them in glove uh, glove boxes. You can you know put them in uh, a wallet. You can, uh, you know, of course, they're digital so that you can send them and email them. And so people will have them in their email or in their phone or whatever. And, and so there's multiple copies out there. And you might want to do, you know, you want, might want to date it. So maybe it's like family, family communications hyphen, and then you date it. So you have the most up to date one out there. And so, you know, they, uh, they, they know that and so that they can kind of filter through that very easily. But I think that's a great idea to be able to do that. Um, you know, people just tend to nowadays, they just have all the phone numbers in their cell phone and they don't remember it. You know, they don't memorize those cell phones. And so it's good to have a hard copy of that when they need it. And so, you know, that's something that you can do. The last thing that I would say is you might want to talk with your child about what they would do if there was a situation at school and, you know, things were very chaotic. Of course, you know, elementary schools are going to have one thing. A lot of the times elementary kids are like they're focused and they're going to do exactly what their teachers do. But, um, you know, although I am, a, you know, I've worked in the school district. I am a school district employee. I have told my kids when they got to secondary, if there was school shooting, if there was this or that, you know, different things like if if for whatever reason, you know, going back to that EMP thing. Right. Um, if all electricity just completely turned off, you don't sit around talking with your friends like, hey, what, what do you think is going on? No, that's the time to get your butt in gear and, and come home. Right. So it's it, it might be a little bit of a walk, but that's OK. And so it would be good, a good idea to make sure that they know how to get from their school to your house. And sometimes there may be shortcuts that they can take. Maybe they could cut through, you know, this area or whatever. I know that like the school, when I was a school administrator, um, our playground backed up to a neighborhood and many of the homes had gates. So the students that lived there, they would just walk, you know, through the playground and then they would just open up their back gate and be, you know, at their house. And so that might be a, a situation where you could cut through somebody's yard to be able to get home uh, faster. And so, you know, make sure that your kid can get home from where they're, you know, from their school. And so they know what's, what roads to take and stuff like that. 
and then try to make sure that route is for sure, you know, that they don't deviate from that route. Because what you're going to tell them is if, if you need to leave school and come home and you are going to be walking home, and if I can get to you, I am going to be following this route. So I might be coming from home to the school. I'm going to be walking the route backwards so that I can find you. Or if I have my vehicle, I am going to be traveling this route. So don't go home with a friend. Don't deviate from the route. Stay on the route that you, you know, that we agree on so that I can find you so that I can pick you up easily. And for whatever reason, if I can't pick you up, then you just get home. And so, you know, that's one of those things that you can kind of walk through and, and do that. And you might want to you might want to do that with your your partner, right? With your spouse. It might be the same kind of situation or older kids, you know, hey, develop a route that you would take from school or from college or from whatever so that if you know people needed to go look for you, they knew exactly where to go. But anyway, guys, that's a lot to think about. Maybe if you don't if you don't have this set up, it's a lot to really kind of process, but you can start putting some things in place. And again, I would start with downloading my free communication plan PDF. And so you can start inputting it and using it. And I hope you find it valuable. And, uh, you know, if you do, uh, drop me a line and, and just let me know. Like, hey, Todd, I, I appreciate this. Or, you know, uh, you can thank me by sharing out the podcast. <laughs> you can do that as well. All right. So but again, that's something that I've had for a while. I haven't really shared that out. It was kind of like a freebie when people signed up for the email list. And uh, I would give that out. But anyway, as I was thinking about or preparing for this one, I'm like, hey, I have that. I'm going to offer that up as a freebie on this podcast, uh, podcast episode. And I'm not even going to ask you to sign up, right? There's so many times where I listen to podcasts and like, hey, I got this freebie for you. And if you sign up for our email list, I'll send it to you. I'm like, not even doing that. It's just going to be a link. But I would say that if you haven't signed up for the Prepper website, uh, email list, you're missing out because there's, you know, I always share out uh, good stuff. Uh, I at least, at least I try to share out good stuff. And uh, I hope everybody that uh, signs up feels it's good stuff, especially on Saturdays with the Saturday prep that I send out. Just some uh, things that, that I think would be valuable just to kind of go through and peruse and uh, sometimes just even some, some great offers that are out there. But anyway, guys, I'm going to go ahead and uh, end it there. Again, this article comes to us from timgamble.com. And like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So you can go, you can click on some of these things. You can go look at that Cato 500 um, radio and see if you that's something you might want to purchase. And uh, the, all the other links that he has there. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 463. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.